0: Are you a love them and leave them kind of business owner? If you are, then you will not want to miss episode number two. Let's get started. The Bookkeeping Rebellion podcast is for the accounting professional that wants to change how they approach their business. My name is Tamitha Deniz, and our conversations will be about marketing, mindset, and moving the needle in your business in the digital space. Let's make a difference in your community, one business at a time. Well, hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Bookkeeping Rebellion. In this episode, I want to talk to you about your customer's experience with your business. Specifically, whether or not you are giving them a transactional experience or a relational experience. First... I want to talk to you about the definitions of both a transactional and a relationship-based experience. A transactional experience is defined as a business strategy that focuses on single point-of-sale transactions. Whereas a relationship-based experience is defined as building a relationship with the customer over a period of time that is mutually beneficial to both of you. Now, in my world, I would be more inclined to want the relationship-based experience for my customer because that's going to keep driving them to coming back to me. Transactional? Mm, Not so much. That single point of sale, that reminds me of a cup of coffee and buying it from my local coffee shop. Walking into Tim Hortons, slapping down the cash grabbing a cup of coffee, getting in my car, going for a drive. An hour later, if I'm not in the neighborhood, I'm not stopping at that Tim Hortons again. I just want another cup of joe, and it doesn't really matter where I get it from as long as it doesn't taste bad. That's a transactional experience. And is that the kind of experience that I want my customers to have with me? No. That's going to be a hard no right here. I want to be able to build a relationship-based experience for my customers. And this is why I think this particular topic today is really important. The next thing I want to do is I want to talk to you about the differences between a transactional and a relational experience. There's quite a few here, so I'm just going to kind of go down the list a little bit. I've done some research, and I want to see if this resonates with you at all. So in a transactional relationship, it's usually short-term and results-oriented. I give you money, you give me coffee, everybody's happy. Whereas in a relationship-based experience, it's long-lasting. There's no defined timeline. I get coffee, you get money. Done. It's over. But in a relationship-based experience, there's more to it. You're going to keep coming back because you want to work with me or my company and you keep coming back to my place of business, not just any coffee shop. You come back to my coffee shop. Transactional is more of quick and casual interactions. There's no, there's no connecting. Like there's no serious love. And I'm using air quotes here between the person who's buying the services or product and the person selling in a relationship based It's a slow build up into relationships. It's talking, it's communicating, it's creating that connection. In a transactional, it's superficial. There's no emotion. But in a relationship based, you're actually building a bond. I can tell you there have been a number of my clients that have been with me for years. I know them. I know their children. I know their pets. I know their grandchildren's names. There's things that I do for them. They're almost like family to me. That relationship experience, they thrive on it. And because of it, they refer customers to me. Other differences that I've noticed when it comes to transactional versus relational. In a transactional relation, um, experience, it's a one-time interaction. It's once. It's once and done. Whereas in a relationship-based, they keep coming back over and over and over again. Let's look at this particular situation. You are preparing a tax return for a customer. They can get their tax return done at h and Block, in the mall, in a kiosk. But if this is relationship-based and you've created that connection with them, they're going to keep coming back to your place of business year after year after year. I've had customers that send me their information to file for them and they are traveling all over the country. It doesn't matter. They could go to Calgary and drop into an H&R block and get their taxes done. They don't do that. They send their stuff to me via email or through a secure portal. I get their information and I file their taxes regardless of where they are in the country that is creating a relation based experience and it keeps bringing them back to me year after year. High degree of turn when it comes to transactional but with relational there isn't it's a lower degree. Let me give you an example when it comes to transactional I'm constantly looking for someone else to come in my door I'm spending money on marketing I'm I'm constantly pounding the pavement to get them to come in but in a relational I'm not working as hard to bring in new customers because I have this group of people that keep coming back to me they're satisfied they're happy they're a constant referral source for me why wouldn't I want a relationship-based experience for those customers It's almost like creating my own marketing force. I don't have to work as hard. It's great. So these are some of the differences that I have personally noticed between a transactional experience and a relational experience for my customers. But how can I create that relationship-based experience for them? I have five key steps or ways for you to do that. And are you ready for them? Let's talk about it. So step one is communication. Communication is absolutely key. It starts with getting to know who your customer is and what they want. Communicate with them and listen. It's, it's a back and forth. And not only are you communicating with them and, and listening to them, you're getting what you need to grow your business and satisfy their needs at the same time. But this doesn't all fall on your shoulders. If you have employees, you need to teach them to effectively communicate with your customers also. But you're gonna to say to me, Tamitha, I don't have employees. Well, yes you do. You, my friend, are you are the first employee of your practice. You may be the only employee of your practice, But you are the first one. So learning to effectively communicate with your customers is going to be the difference. And once you do it all the time, if and when you decide to bring someone else on, teaching them to communicate in the way you do is almost going to be second nature. The second step is to to exceed expectations. Love examples? I'm going to give you one right now. Somebody comes in and says, I need to have X, Y, Z 10 days from today. And you're going to say, not a problem, Mr. Customer. Absolutely understand. You will have your item 10 days from today, just as you've asked. Meanwhile, in the back of your head, you're saying, hmm, yeah, I can pump this out in three. So you get the work done. You have it done in three days. Give the customer a call and the customers thrilled. You said 10 days and here it is in three. You've just blown their minds people. Like You've seriously just sat down and blew their minds. Do you not think that's not going to leave an impression with them? It's going to leave a good impression. They come back, they're going to say I need it in 10 days, you're going to give it to them in five days. You're still exceeding their expectations. Now what if they came back and said to you, I need it in three days. Oh, Mr. Customer, you've left it a little late. The best I can do seven days from today and that's that's really putting a rush on it. Okay, I understand. I maybe shouldn't have left it at such a late date. And you get it to them in five. You still look like the hero. And that is exceeding expectations. For me, that is a key way or a key step for me to create that relationship with my customer. Number three, or my third step, is ask for feedback. Did you know that bad feedback is actually not a bad thing? When I ask for feedback, I'm opening the doors to a rating of one or a rating of five. Five being the best, one being worst. I don't know what they're going to say, But generally speaking, I want to know what's on their mind about the service that they have been provided with. And I want to know on a fairly consistent basis. One of the things that I do, and I've done in the past, is set up a communication with my customers consistently during an onboarding process. So I will ask them, on the 30 day mark, on the 60 day mark and on the 90 day mark. I will ask for their feedback. How are you enjoying the experience so far? Are you getting what you need? Are you getting the information you need to succeed? At 30 days they answer the survey they give me a 5 rating. On the 60 day mark they give me a 4 rating. Well that's not so bad but you know time has passed maybe it is a 4. But now we're coming to the 90-day mark, and they give me a 3 rating. Are you noticing that things are starting to drop here? Now I'm getting concerned. By asking for that feedback, I just might be able to stop that number from plummeting down to 1, which means the customer doesn't want to be a customer of mine anymore. Customer feedback will allow me to find solutions to problems that I don't even know exist yet. And yes, sometimes I don't want to hear it. Sometimes I take that negative feedback to heart. But that's something that I personally have to overcome. Because it's not a direct shot at myself. It is a shot at the services or their expectations or whether or not I have been able to satisfy them. The fourth step in creating a relational experience for my customers is to connect with them. In today's society, we are so lucky in comparison to what it was like even 10 years ago. We have so many ways to connect with our customers. It's not only email anymore, but there's social media and all of the forms that it comes in. There are many online tools and outlets that you can use to reach your customers. And you can create different ways to have conversations with them. Direct messages, private messages on Facebook. But not only do you have social media, you have your website. You have a blog. You might even have a podcast or Facebook Lives. Each and every one of these ways are ways that you can communicate and connect with your customer. One of the things that I've learned is that people tend to buy from people. They buy from people they connect with, not with those big name brands and and businesses that they cannot make a connection. Now, there are some oddities out there or some unicorns, if you will. Nike, Starbucks, big names. But let's look at Main Street, Canada. Yes, you have the odd Tim Hortons, but what do you really have? You have the mom and pop, corner store where they sell cutting candies or you have the corner theater where you get one or two shows playing every week or you get the dollar store or the shoe shop you got the bank where your neighbor's wife works and has been working there for 25 years yeah these are businesses but I go into that bank to say hello to Jane because I've known her for so long Or I go into the shoe shop and talk to Bob because Bob's been fixing my shoes for the last 10 years. I've created relationships with the people, not with the businesses. And that is connecting at its finest. The last and final step to help me create a relational experience for my customers is to show them my appreciation. I know it sounds simple, and it really is. Show your customers your appreciation and it comes back to you tenfold. Well, and that's it. Those are your five steps, or my five steps, that I use to create a really great experience for my customer. One, communicate. Two, exceed their expectations in what I can do for them. Three, ask them for feedback. Four, connect with them. And five, show your appreciation do those five things on a consistent basis and you're really going to see their experience change which does ultimately affect your bottom line so guys the next episode is going to be interesting i've had a few people ask me about my personal tech stack and how i came up with those decisions so tune in the next time and that's going to be the conversation. Now remember, this isn't just about accounting. These are the different tech stacks I use to create experiences for my customers that they don't even see in the back end. So until the next time. Thank you for tuning in to the Bookkeeping Rebellion podcast today. You can learn more about this topic and others at tdaccountingservices.ca.